0: good morning everyone it's clint adams here at the uh, water pro studios i'm here with chris jordan from Lux landscape construction and envision personal development which we'll talk about a bit in the podcast uh recording episode 24 of the full landscape uh, this is one that i've been looking forward to for a couple of weeks we had to move it last week um so you will have two podcasts this week uh chris is a uh landscaper but also a father and a husband Heart partner, nearly a husband. A fact, <laughs> um, <laughs> as good as, and he's and he's one of the guys I guess um, in our market that seems to have uh, some of the best balance uh, between work life, uh, I guess, with home life and his work life. So in this podcast, I wanted to dive into that a bit more and talk about the things that he's been doing recently, as well as uh, talk a little bit about the way he runs his landscape business, so that we can draw some parallels to what a lot of you guys are doing. I uh, really hope you enjoy this one. And as with all the podcasts, if you've got any questions or comments, please feel, feel free to chuck them underneath the uh, in the comments section and Chris and I will keep our eye on them and respond if we need to. Thank you.
1: Y'all
0: ready to turn it up So if um I guess at the, to get started I'm keen to get a bit of a, an origin story from you um yeah. as to how you got to the point in your in your career that you, you I guess own a landscape business and I guess were there any pivotal things that happened along the way I guess that kind of 3 minute
1: yeah. introduction. Yeah. Okay. Um so first up I just started off doing laboring. So sorry is that right? That's right. That yeah, yeah, that's
0: not, I'm just I get distracted people walk past.
1: Yep. So <laughs> As in laboring for yeah. another landscape company? I just started doing laboring uh, with a mate who was yeah. working for a landscaping company. Because um, I was doing roof restoration and that kind of fell through. Um, my mate's company didn't really have a job for me anymore. He was doing it with his old man. How old were you then? So I was, uh would have been 20. Okay. Um, so yeah, basically I started off as a laborer. Um, pushing barrows up hills and so with no and the first job, obviously they went, we don't want to be pushing these barrows up the hills. Let's get someone in. Oh, okay. and so I did that until the point where, you know, my forearms weren't working. Yep. Um, obviously, yeah, did, did the right thing and then they wanted to keep me on. So,
0: so you became a, an employee, trainee, apprentice? Yeah,
1: basically just a laborer, I guess it's yep. pretty loose. Um. Their operations. How old are you now? So I'm 30. Yep, so 10. So years. it was, yeah, 10 years ago.
0: Okay. So that was in a point where I guess there was laboring, but there was also apprenticeships and traineeships and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. That was never on the cards. It was more they just.
1: Nah. Um, looking back now, it wasn't like an extremely structured company. Yep. Um, they did really good work, but they were sort of more. Um, I don't know how to explain it's it. It's not uncommon
0: for a good artist to be a bad business person. Yeah. And and I think that there's obviously a lot of landscape purrs out there that want to start their own company because it gives it that independence and freedom, but yeah. no one's taught them about admin and emails and getting back to clients in, on yeah. time. So.
1: And the person who was running it, um, he'd been doing it for 30 years. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but- Yeah, he'd been doing it for 30 years. So So I think his skills were insane. Yeah. So he knew exactly what he was doing. I think by that point, he just, um, I don't know if over is the right word, but he basically, he knew the path of least resistance to get through and get jobs done and get paid. So if he had kind of reverse engineered that he needed 1200 bucks a week to live, he just
0: knew that oh, all I had to do was this and this and this yeah. and do the minimum. So, he wasn't so much passionate about growing the landscape business or whatever. It was just- no.
1: So, he'd, he'd been through that. Yep. He'd, he'd grown it pretty big up to about 30-odd people. Wow. Um, had a couple of trucks, crane truck, moss rock business, yep. um, stuff like that. So, he he had gone through that, um, gone through some personal stuff and then... Basically, he scaled it back to something that was more easily manageable. So, does he still uh, trade now? I he think he sort of, he might. Yep. Not really that I know of. Yep. But um, with my old boss, he probably gives him a couple of jobs here and there. Yep. But I don't think it's a lot going on. But And did you leave that role and start your company or did you go do something else between... The two? No, so what I did was start off as a labourer. They offered me a job. So I stayed on, I guess, just as more of like a trial situation at the start. Because there was reduced risk for them. It's easy for you just to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then so I kept learning. I just, I'm a fast learner usually. With most things, I learnt quickly. Um, within a couple of years, I, I'd like to say I knew. Most of what we were doing, how to start and right through to finish all the tasks and that sort of thing. Um, And then probably by about the third year, I started running sites. Um, Was there
0: a big crew then or was it
1: kind of you and the the owner? Uh, There was about, started off as just three of us and then we'd get a labour in here or there. And then at one point, probably after a couple of years, we tried to grow it a bit bigger. Because you were there? Yeah, I think so. Like they had more options then yep. for people to run the sites and there was a lot of work on. There was mm. heaps going. So um we sort of got some labourers in, experienced labourers, but you know, some of them are a bit hit and miss. Always yep. so like it's not easy to find good people. So we I started running sites. Um and then basically I was just really interested in the, the business side of it too. Cause yeah. Okay. It's just the way my mind worked. As it in, you were,
0: You were brought up in a household where. Sorry, did you say your mind worked? Yeah. I think yeah. your Mum worked. No. Um, yeah.
1: Because of the,
0: I guess, you needed it to be clean, kind of thing. Did it feel too? It is not disorganized, but like you kind of thinking. I thought how I can I could they do better. It? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, yeah. and
1: some and so of that's left. ignorant. Some of that's probably true. But I think you know, that
0: you need to have a, 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 I guess, a level of that that ignorance to take a jump though. Mm. Cause if you didn't know, if you were wrong, you weren't, you're not gonna leave. Yeah. So,
1: um, so what you did that till, So yeah, then I was supervising and I basically just, I got a little bit more frustrated progressively with not being able to control certain things yep. that I knew could be improved, yep. especially like, um, and that's what happened in the end is like work coming in yep, and the type of jobs you get. So you wanted the work to be a certain type of work? yeah it's not a good feeling Get you know oh we're going to get this out because I didn't allow much for it let's yeah. get it done it's yeah. like you know and our high our standards are really high yep and so inevitably you get to the end of the job not with a very good feeling because yeah. it took a day or two longer okay so it's You're either it costs someone job, money or the job has to suffer yep. yeah yeah so yeah. it's just like what are we doing and your, your
0: ethics or experience, you couldn't let the job suffer so you just had to go over yep. yeah yeah that makes sense Um, And And that that probably comes from that person's, I guess, lack of business acumen. And, you know, you'd kind of just throw a price at it and it's always worked out. Or if it was only that person's labor, then it didn't matter. But now they've got other staff to worry about. so
1: Yeah. And because he's been doing it for so long, I don't think he'd really... Like he's working on (laughs) 30-year-old paver rates and 30-year-old square
0: meter rates. Yeah, okay. Or square foot rates. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So...
1: So you got to a point where it was too and much. There's always heaps of variables, you know. With, with jobs. With landscaping. Of course. I, I talk about it all the time. Boom.
0: I don't want to, I couldn't do that work. It stresses me out too much. Yep. I love the idea of knowing that I pay a certain amount of money for a product and then I can sell it and that's the margin <laughs> and that's it and you just put it all on a ute and it goes. Yeah. Um, obviously. Do you ever get
1: bored with that though? Uh, different not, challenges and different my different, different challenges
0: things. come from the from growth mm-hmm. so um, and new products so you know we're, we obviously will start a new range or yeah. um, you know I, I've constantly do- dove into new markets sometimes irresponsibly yeah like I'm like oh, I'm going to start making un- doing underground rainwater tanks or I'm going to start um, doing sump and pump mm-hmm. chambers or sewer systems you know and it cost me 75 grand in employment development and, all yep. that. and then i go maybe we shouldn't have done that and then so I, I i always keep myself busy by doing those kind of things yeah um and i'm probably due for another one yeah but we you know like i'm gonna open another shop yeah and that's it's just taking everything we know and mirroring it so it's not arty yeah but i get to do my art here
1: it's still creative yeah that, yeah. I
0: still have to work out what shop to buy to like what building to get and yeah. where to put the shelves and whatever else. But yeah. We also have YouTube channel and a, you know, um, an audio a podcast and yeah. so I get my art there. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, no, it doesn't. So the oh, he's gone. It's <laughs> right, someone's gone home sick. Oh, it's, it's all right. you know what it's like? So you left um, there and st- was that an amicable thing? Or uh, you just I kinda... started subcontracting. Okay, so they were like, "Yeah, cool, we'll do that." And then you, you what? So you were still half theirs, and
1: so subcontract. I was already running it. I started subcontracting, so we changed the structure so that I was working on meterage rates, and okay, hourly rate yep. for labor hire, and I employed the guys. Yeah, I had on my own truck. Um, yeah, actually, no, he had his own truck at that point. Yeah, um, it's an old diner. Yeah. I was kind of just hanging in there, like
0: the cross between a Ute and a truck. Yeah, like
1: a two tonner. <laughs> yep, because I didn't have my truck license. Yep. Yeah. Um. So had that. So he supplied that, but I supplied everything else with the tools, trying yep. to, um, pay the guys and that, and 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 all that. Uh,
0: yeah. So that worked. Yeah, and, and I was
1: still learning from him. I, was, I did still learn business, and he was from cool him. with that. And he he was willing to teach me. Yep. You know, he it's just his sort of way. You know, he's was pretty passionate about it yep um you know he had some pretty strong ups and downs and that kind of thing but Uh, well i guess uh, everyone if you haven't does yeah (laughs) Um, you're not doing it right (laughs) yeah so um i I was subcontracting and then eventually getting the wrong kind of jobs and not having enough so and you want didn't to want to a job. I uh, so as a subcontractor, as you a were subbie. kind of forced.
0: Your pricing was pre yeah. organized. It wasn't so you're like this this job, We quoted twenty
1: grand. You
0: can have sixteen for it. Go
1: get it. it wasn't done. wasn't probably should have done that, but it was a bit hard. Yep, and it was probably a bit looser than it should have been. Yep. Um. But we had a pretty good rapport. Yep. So generally it was pretty good, but basically if he. Lost money on a job, he'd expect me to lose to some yeah. So, so that he either broke even or, or you didn't split lose much. Yeah. So yep. even if I nailed the job, yep, as efficiently as I could see it happening, yep. If there were unknowns that he didn't keep onto and he never really charged extra to the customers, yeah, so there was like variations. no variations. People don't mind variations. If I can see, it's realistic. I
0: think it's it, that comes down to that communication, and it sounds like he didn't communicate. You guys didn't have clear communication around your expectations at the start. Yeah, and he obviously had no communication <clears> around <throat> his expectations with the client. That no, yes. was like, this is the price, this is what we're expecting. Yeah. So, if he had communicated well with you and the
1: client, everything would have been cool. And the quotes are pretty vague. I'm, I'm guessing he was fearful of losing yeah. the job. So, yeah, I think so. He had this kind of because like, he didn't want to. He didn't want to be doing big weeks, you know quoting and putting in heaps, heaps of effort yep and then losing um, the job yeah because he, he also had a um, so he lives up at Wollongi like a, a stud yep so he had livestock and things like that so he kind of had that on the side as well yep so that probably took a bit of his time. well that that
0: can be two full-time job, full time jobs two full time jobs really mm. if you're running a farm no so matter what size so it is so much
1: time as well so yeah yeah
0: so then it just I guess organically turned into C Jordan, as, yeah. As as we know it now, Lux. But yeah, that's um, what I. That was the first name because it just you would, you just had to create a company name. But yeah, you, you didn't have an idea that you wanted to create this landscape construction company. It was just this organic kind of yeah.
1: Yep, and I already had work coming in, so it wasn't like the name wasn't like a marketing choice yep. or. Um, yeah, it just didn't need to happen yeah it seemed pretty irrelevant yep so, so what you know, happened why cha-
0: why change it obviously you recently changed to Lux Landscape Construction in what the last 12
1: months yeah about a year ago I think yep. um, so I think the driving thing behind that was well, one of the things was making everybody feel like they were more of a part of the company
0: as in because it wasn't as your name yeah yeah okay that makes sense and also
1: disassociating myself from the company yep has a different feeling so that people don't expect you to be there um maybe yep. that's a good point yep I don't know if I thought about that at the time okay but, um, I th- well,
0: knowing I guess I only know you a little bit but knowing what I know about you it makes sense that the first answer would be to make the whole team feel like they're part of the company yeah so because otherwise it can be very much like yeah the Chris show and then they're just yeah. sort of supporting it yeah yeah so that makes sense. Was it? Did you do you think it was maybe a like, a step towards you stepping back a little bit from the day to day operations or the in like the actual doing the actual labour?
1: Yeah, I, I've had to do that as well yeah. um, for a few different reasons. Well, mainly my body. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't take it anymore, so I'd step back already a fair bit. Yep. How many got? Um, how many staff do you have?
0: Three. Yep. So there's you and three. Yeah. And I'm guessing your wife has. Yep, shares in the work yep. and,
1: um, you know, bills, paid. The hard stuff. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. In between managing the four kids. Wrangling I mean, the children. Yeah, yeah.
0: So what does a day look, day-to-day day operation for you look like? You're going out and meeting with clients and yep. communicating with staff? and Yeah,
1: so basically, I mean, I wouldn't say every day is the same. Basically, I prioritize on that day what's the most important thing. Yep. Um, but the guys meet at my place. I've got a shed there, so all my gear's there. Everyone meets there in the morning, yep, six thirty. So I'll go out six thirty, have a chat to everyone, make sure everyone knows yep what they're doing. If there's any new information, we can share that. You know, switch tools if we need to, yep. And then they'll head off. Sometimes I'll head straight off, go to site, get them going, set up site with them. One or, site at a time, or um. Mostly one side at a time yeah, now. You try to make sure.
0: Yeah. I've heard that's one of the biggest challenges from a lot of the guys we talk to is they try to do one at a time. Yeah. But it's
1: never that simple. It's not, yeah. it's not. Sometimes you have to sacrifice a bit of a day where like it might be Friday and you've only got half a day to do on one job mm. and you could and maybe should go to another job and get a bit done but... You know, you weigh it up. Like, so, so for it's like... Drop if, it a, half if the boys day. have pushed it hard for yep. four days, yep. I'd rather say, look, half a day we just finish that job completely, yep. clean slate, next Monday we'll start a new job. Yep. Or continue on with another job. Yep. And I'm not going to get them to pack up from Renella or something like that. Yep. And go all the way to Beaumont yep. to do three hours because yep. I'm paying them to travel as well. Yep. So...
0: Yeah, so you look at it from...
1: Even if there is multiple jobs on, I try not to intertwine them too much on In a, the same as a, day. As an individual day, yeah. Yep. So unless I can send one person off, yep, to complete a mission alone for three, four hours, yep, and that cool. mission doesn't affect it,
0: it. It's an important mission, then you do it. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Do you quote when you quote a job? Do you look at it as like it'll take three or five or eight days? Like so, you will go, my three guys for five days yep. is fifteen man days or whatever. And that's it, that's how you quote it?
1: Generally? Generally. Or
0: square meter rates on some of the
1: Yeah, so don't sometimes I'll work out the square meterage rates as a basis, especially if it's a bigger job. And then I'll go through so I'll work it out like that and then I'll go back and work it out the other way. So you'll go it's gonna take them a day to clear it out.
0: A day to bring you rubble and bases in that kinda And what then to match that against your square meter rate and go that was or I was right on it. Yeah. And then you can prepare. I
1: usually work each quote out at least twice.
0: Okay. Doing two, using two separate Maybe
1: not methods. every single section of it, yep. but especially the more meaty sections. Yeah.
0: So if it's just fencing and it was subcontracted, then you know it's, boom. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's dealt with. Okay. Yeah. So they leave your house at 6.30. So you, there's what days, you could have days go by where you don't visit sites? Yeah. Yep. And you find that that, you've, I'm assuming you must have a pretty good team if yeah if you can confidently not visit sites,
1: yeah my team's really good um one of awesome. the questions
0: I had written down was that obviously that um, a lot of people that we deal with what if we were to ask them what their biggest issue is in their business it's th- that it's hard to find good quality staff, yeah and then keep them
1: for sure do you find that? Yes is the same so not it, so much keeping them it's it's them staying good They're <laughs> like, good, you know like, as in
0: they become complacent or yeah complacent expect more or for less and
1: they get some personal issues going on yep. and then they just let that consume them mm-hmm. and you just unfortunately watch them sort of half destroy himself and yep i, I generally care quite a bit about the people who work for yep. me and I'll i always that. try and help people out i mean not everyone needs to be helped or wants to be but yep if i can see that someone might need Um, some advice and things like that. Always trying to help them out and be understanding of this and that. But at the end of the day, sometimes it just gets too much of a burden on you Mm. and everyone else. And they're just dragging someone along. It takes a lot of energy.
0: I think it's hard to articulate. I I understand exactly what you're saying because I'm the same. And I guess my team are important to me and I'll carry them over certain... I guess obstacles we all carry each other over the next obstacle yeah to a point yeah and then obviously if they're either refusing to try and work with you to improve whatever the situation is or yeah. accept help then it can become challenging yeah um i wasn't going to talk about it till later but um obviously i'm aware that you've just recently completed an, an nlp yeah training thing training yeah thing, that's probably not giving it enough meat yeah was that Partially driven by your desire to want to help your staff or just people around you? And um, can you talk about why you chose to get involved in that?
1: Yeah, so I guess I've just always been interested in the way people's minds work. Probably sometimes been confused at the way my own mind was working. Yep. And then that sent me um, looking for an understanding of stuff like that yep. or people around me, the way people are behaving. Um, and then, so I sort of started, I guess, you know, you find stuff on YouTube, you read books and things like that. You start sort of becoming a bit more aware of different ways of thinking. Yep. And rather than just different eating strategies. what's pumped through the television. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up, um, so I had a coach myself, um, Holistic life coach. So, was this after, as as C. Jordan, not as employee? This was about or, three years ago. Okay. So, it's inside. No, inside, yep. Your own business, yep. Yep. Just it, with about the same time as starting it, actually. Okay. And you had
0: all four kids at, at that point? Three. Three kids. Yep. Yeah. So, three kids, new business. I just went through a breakup. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. As in a partner, you and your partner broke up? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So and that was pretty full on. Yep. Um, in and, and starting a new business. Yep. And yeah, okay. That's and I had a going. lot of pain yep. too. Physical pain. Yeah. Yep. Um, because I ended up like late last year I had a spinal fusion oh, finally, shit. so, uh, I had some pretty full on nerve pain. So that p- nerve pain attributed to work, <clears throat> the work that you were doing, or no one knows. Yeah. Or, yep. Um, you don't really know. Or? I sort of put my own have physical health on the back burner Yep. <laughs> to try and carry my family say, and you, I'd hit, start I feel the business like I'm and, doing the same thing at the yeah, moment in, in different ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, so looking back now, um, I just didn't take the time to have downtime. Yep. So then your body then to rest suffered. And also take take a step back and look at the bigger picture and figure out how I could make that happen and how I could adjust my business so that I didn't have to work 70-hour weeks just to get by.
0: So, it was it kind of like Groundhog Day? You'd just wake up, do the day, get through it, sleep, get up, get through the day without yeah, without so. looking too far forward?
1: Yeah. Um, and I was competitively kickboxing as well. So, I was uh, physically, I was fit. Yep. I was strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought I was good, but and I as in like you thought you had your shit covered. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I thought I could manage the condition. Yep. Of um, your lower back.
0: Yeah. Using fitness. As yes. in, like doing like strengthening staying, exercises. Yeah, and yeah, staying strong fit. and everything
1: yep. like that. I think the emotional um, struggles probably had just as much to do with it as well. As
0: in, you your emotions were affecting
1: your nerves. Yeah. Yep,
0: I understand. Yeah. And then because you weren't dealing with your emotional pain and your physical pain, it all just kind of culminated in this spinal. Yeah.
1: However, you want to describe What was it? Was it? C- pretty common for people under a lot of stress. Was it diagnosed? Yeah. 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 So, so what do they call it? A spine? Spondylolisthesis. Okay. So it's where. I've got a spine thing here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I've got a lot of wine here. <laughs> so yeah so basically <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it might be a bit hard to show you on that use a bottle so imagine like two vertebrae on top of each other like that yep and there's a disc in the middle cushy disc there yep so basically and there's like a bit of a, a joining section to the vertebrae at the back where the nerves go through so at some point it had broken and like it had fractured and then it continuously just slipped forward so from the side the spine look like that yeah and then the
0: of two low discs yeah like down the uh,
1: bottom here yeah. two yeah so two vertebrae yep. so and the the um disc was gone so it was basically oh, bone on bone, bone, bone like that nerve in there just being completely squashed and it was just almost like refusing and then breaking and then were you on a lot of pain relief not until you just dealt with it not not oh, until shit. it didn't really seem effective like what as in I the pain know. you could handle it but you're in pain all the time. It's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough thing. You think yeah. you can handle it until you can't. Until you realize you're not. Yeah, yeah. and it's like running into a wall. And then you're having mental breakdowns over yeah. pain. And, okay. and then you don't know whether the pain's causing self-destructive behavior. Yeah. And de- or like and maybe depression. Yeah. Or whether it's the other way around. As in the self-destructive
0: behavior is causing the pain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. Or whether the pain's causing... This. So, I was last... And I was in a lot of pain, and so that um, you started looking for,
0: help. I guess, answers. Yeah. And YouTube, reading books. Yeah.
1: Okay. And you had a coach at that point. That's when I found a coach. Okay. Cool. Um, and then basically, within a couple of months, I'd gone from feeling like I was underwater yeah. to pretty much doing sort of cartwheels out the front door. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because you made changes around everything. Yeah. I just cleared a lot of um, negative emotions. Yep. Um, Limiting beliefs and things like that. And
0: so that happened then. And uh, when we spoke the other day, you mentioned that you'd kind of went away from NLP or at at least being involved in that receiving coaching space and recently just just found found this desire to get back
1: involved or... Uh, So I've always been still... Reading a lot of books, um, watching podcasts, yep, and things like that.
0: Reading hardcover books or listening to books, mostly oh, listening. Reading? reading, yep. So you like order books and stuff,
1: yep. yeah. Because yep. I can be excavating, yep. Driving to the dump, yep. Whatever, yep. I get it. I'm I listen to books all day, yep. Every day,
0: yep. Um, it's funny when you pull up somewhere and you like waiting 15 minutes to finish the chapter because you
1: don't want to get yeah. out of the car. Yeah, you go a long way home because you want to yeah. listen to that chapter yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So, and it's just a good constant reminder to me of some really cool ways to think about things. And Well, you can put
0: poison in your ears by listening to commercial radio yeah. or you can feed your brain. I think we talked about that with D'Artagnan, hey? Mm. Like, even if you're listening to the same thing every day, if you can set the tone for the day in the morning by listening to some positive yeah you know rather than like I mean I asked them about have you seen this happening on the news and I'm glad that he said no yeah yeah. because I never watched the news yeah it's it's something that I need to change in my household we always have it on because my wife just turns on the TV and it's on yeah but then I've got three children under five all absorbing this bullshit that's happening in the world and then you wonder why it's, whatever happens, it's the media's view of what's happening in the world. Well, it's, I it's, think it's even beyond that. I think it's like what it's, it's the cool media. We stay in touch. It's the and media's that's all good, but it's what the media knows will sell the most advertising. Yeah, because they'll get the most people watching it. Yeah, it's so tied together. Like what's their KPI? It's, it's selling
1: ads. I watch it now and I just see things like so dramatized, and I'm just like, I caught something yesterday. There was, was music and like they're just yeah they're yeah like, like dum, dum, dum. this is <laughs> like this is not. This is like yeah yeah
0: and we've never been in a better place to be able to self feed what what we watch or yeah. listen to you know there's yeah. unlimited i don't know how many billions of hours of content there are on YouTube yeah which is ne- a danger as well especially with yeah. young children but you can watch whatever you want yeah or listen to whatever you want yeah you know and it's all at the, the you know the fingertips so so you stayed what stayed across it but recently completed a co- a training in NLP yeah, and just when you timeline know what therapy. I want to start helping people or I want to yep. I want to take it to the next level even for myself
1: um it was about both yep. but mostly about um helping other people mm-hmm.
0: so so now you're in a position with your team that you can help them a bit more than you might have um before you had completed the training if they so desired um
1: well, you don't want to cross those two over Almost not. Yep. Um, and like with the NLP and timeline therapy, it's it's a bit of a. Like, there's a few things to it. You, yep. you can't just like the person has to be committed in the right way, mm-hmm. and you can't just go out
0: there and be like, "What's up, man?" And they're like, oh, "I'm feeling like this," and you're like, "Well, have yeah. you tried Come reframing this, sort this out?" <laughs> like, yeah.
1: oh, Okay. Like. Yep. Most of the time. I mean it's going to organically make you more empathetic towards yeah. other people. And a lot of it is really just in um your intentions. Yep. Setting your intentions when you speak to people and um which is not a bad process for anything, even
0: sales, to set your intentions when you go into yep. a meeting or meeting with customers and go, which yep. I do anyway. Yeah. But I don't do it I guess emotionally. I do yep. it from a sales standpoint. Yeah. So that's but it becomes
1: unconscious. It's You're an just unconscious doing it. thing you just <laughs> yeah.
0: Because you've practiced it so often and you've received pleasure from doing it, so you're going to naturally do it more.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so is there? I guess a a need, a desire for you to spend more time in that space, or you'll always keep running the landscaping business? Or for me,
1: it was like it's almost like a weight of knowledge thing, where you just you see a really good way of of thinking, and you experience how good. You can feel compared to how bad you can feel. Yeah. In the exact same scenario.
0: Like you're in the same house, same still physical married to house, the same, same person, person, same kids, same
1: you. car, same truck, same business. And you can feel polar opposite. Yeah. And that to me is From framing crazy.
0: from the way you frame things. Yeah. Effectively.
1: The way you frame it and and Yeah, basically your internal representation of what you're actually seeing. Yep. Um, can change.
0: So you mentioned you obviously listening to a lot of books. I mean yeah. how many books do you think you've listened to? Do you know? Because you can usually check your stats on Audible.
1: About 40 50, yep. 50 books. What's been About the, a lot of podcasts. What's been
0: the the book that's changed I guess changed you the most or that's impacted you the most on that's on Audible. Um this is well, I
1: guess a selfish question it's been for me. A hard question. I think so what's the one, book um out of your mind by Alan Watts. Yep. So I haven't read that. It's basically a book on philosophy. It's not really about personal development, but that book probably blew my mind the most.
0: Was it an easy listen or did you yeah. you need to be
1: concentrating? Nah, easy. Yeah, cool. Because yeah. a lot of the stuff I've been listening he's, to. He's a
0: philosopher, but he's very like... Everyday Joe philosopher. Yeah. Because I listen to stuff and I'm like, Oops, sometimes I should not like- have been... Well, I'm driving along and listening to a, a, a book and then I'm thinking about god knows what in like at water pro and then and I'm like that sounded like it might have been important back it up
1: so yeah yeah sometimes you keep going back and you keep listening to it and you still don't get it and you're like I'm just need to listen that's why I normally like oh I'm just gonna put some music on I do that but like, not <coughs> as much
0: uh, like a commercial radio uh, blows my, my mind up yeah. I accidentally get into someone else's car I don't I get into their car on purpose but yeah, and then they have got uh, commercial radio I'm like what is this shit yeah um, what speed do you listen to Audible at? Just normal. Okay. I listen at 1.25. Okay. <laughs> so I get 25% more efficiency in my in my audio. I've managed to that's get it. That's good. When I was at my healthiest, I could listen at 1.4. Yeah. So if I was hydrated, no alcohol, quality food, exercise, I could listen at 1.4 and take it in. But I could, the most I can get at the moment is 1.25. And that's a very interesting thing to know Yeah. about how dehydrated your brain
1: is. Yeah, and it's also about. Um, I think it would also affect your emotions. Mm. Listening not even
0: so fast. Yeah, yeah. I don't In like. I don't tend to want to do anything slow, which is probably something that we need to do with. But yeah. Um. <laughs> so you appear to have a pretty good balance. Now, mm. um, would you say that's true? Yeah. Is that something that you've had to actively work on, or now that you're aware of the framing, it just happens? Um. I'm talking balance between work-life.
1: I think once you... So, I think the first thing a lot of the time is clearing the stuff that's really weighing you down. And is it that's a term that's used a lot in NLP, so yeah. clearing. Yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be exclusively that. I'm just yeah. trying to put a connection to it. I, I'm I really interested like, in, in it.
1: So, basically, removing negative emotions and especially like not removing them, but if something's for you is to you and unnecessarily, like if you get unnecessarily angry about something that you know, should be like a two out of 10. Yep. So it's an irrational anger. Yeah. Yep. Irrational. Um, there's stuff there. Yeah. And you got to fi- you know, once you figure out why that certain thing is setting you off yep. and what your triggers are, it's not about changing that thing. It's about changing your understanding of of why things. It, yeah. Okay. So that that thing doesn't seem as important anymore. I'm trying to think of an example or, um, just
0: so I can get some context. So, I guess if you were getting ridiculously angry at someone not indicating enough time before they pulled in front of your car, yeah, that's an irrational anger. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. affect your life much unless it was nearly an accident. Yeah. There's obviously something there yeah around and you don't know what that is that so you'd have to explore like that. it
1: might be that you feel like you've got no time yeah and okay so it's, the, it's, it's a, just, a limiting it's, it's a
0: symptom of the real underlying yeah yeah okay that so, makes
1: sense. so you can either go up chunk it up and um put it into a bigger picture type scenario to understand like like that's a pretty big chunk is what you call it yeah. is you feel like you got no time it's okay. pretty vague Or it might be more specific. It might be like, I feel like if I get to work late again, I'm going to get fired. Yeah, okay. Or things like that. Yep. But in that moment, the emotion's so high, you just get angry. All that's gone, and you're just angry. That's pretty crazy thinking about it. Because
0: while you're talking about it, I'm thinking about the things that I get irrationally angry about. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) See him smiling. He's like, You got heaps of irrational anger. Uh, the thing is, I think there's two sides to it. Some of it, if I drilled down, I'd be like, that is irrational. And other stuff, I would argue to to death yeah. that it is completely rational that I'm angry about that because that dude's a fuckhead or whatever. That's yeah. So, there, yeah, it's yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah. So, like clearing that stuff first, let's call it clearing, you know, just yep. basically changing the way that you, you, you're you thinking about it and freeing up some energy that way.
0: Because you're not concentrating on negative energy.
1: Yeah, and it's not overwhelming you anymore. Yep. So,
0: and what that just frees you up to concentrate on the future and growth and yeah. happiness and better things.
1: So, once you're not in survival mode anymore, yep, um, you can start to really focus on where you want to go.
0: You know, I found that with here, excuse me, for, for probably the first eight years of the 10 years that we've been trading, we were in survival mode, yeah, because we were growing so rapidly, yep. Everyone had their hand out. We weren't Constantly making enough money. Constantly bump up against stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. Your phone calls about money, money, money. As yeah. soon as we got above that, I guess, water and started breathing, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous the amount of... When you've got money in the bank and you're like, you know what, we could choose to do yeah. this or not. <laughs> or we could take a risk and do this yeah, or not. yeah. And it, it's almost dangerous for me because I've said before, I'm a wartime general. So I like operating with a knife against my throat like you yeah. need to run. Yeah. But I've, I haven't had that recently, so I have to then create artificial yeah. circumstances where yeah. I'm putting myself at risk or perceived risk by sure. hiding money from myself or going into competition in other markets just to keep myself yeah,
1: energized. So. No, that makes
0: sense. Yeah. Um, so, inside the, um, I, I guess, in the luxe side of things... Mm-hmm. I guess I want to ask some practical questions. Obviously yeah. the, the majority of our uh, the audience are landscapers yep. and they're going to there's going to be a lot of guys that are the same size as you as far as staff and turnover and that kind of thing. So yep. I think it's always good to bring some some value to them by saying, you know, this is how I do this, this is how I do this. Um, do you use a, a, I guess a quoting package or an accounting package for how you process zero? So you use zero. So you type your quotes in zero, invoices mm-hmm. in zero. Has that been the case
1: since you started? um since I started my company yep, Yeah. yep and you love it I was using Myob before that and that was the old school Myob
0: as in the one that you just pay $300 for the disc and you, st- mm. you put your floppy disc in and,
1: and you're going to reconcile your accounts so like you go <laughs> rather than and actually painstaking. automatic reconciliation. I
0: haven't used Zero. we've our software's similar to Zero. it's okay um I guess you can have bank auto reconciliations and that kind of thing. It's just a lot bigger than zero. It's open source and customizable. But I think if I was operating any other business other than a very deep inventory business, Mm. I'd have zero. It just makes sense. Your accountant can log in and whatever else. Yeah. Um, Do you have a design arm or do you work with designers? Or like if someone wants their backyard done and they have no idea, how does that look? You just go out there and...
1: Um it depends on the client most of the time i will say to them i recommend getting a design done especially if it's a full front or backyard um so you don't try and be that person no you just yep
0: aces in their places i can build it yeah um so i
1: normally refer that to sphere garden design yep you got a good relationship with them yeah yep and they refer work to me symbiotic works A little bit um, with Tim Harper as well. When Tim's not busy doing 4,000 other businesses.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. He's... I don't know if... I'd love to sit in like a... a, I don't know if an NLP session would be the right thing or a psychological evaluation of Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Love to really open up his brain. Yeah, yeah. You know, like not even... Even if we could just attach stuff to it and see what's going on in there. And get some kind of visual representation other than his life yep. of what's going on in there. Yeah, yeah. Because I swear there's just neurons just firing everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The podcast we did with him went for, it's the longest we've ever done. I had to have a break. <laughs> <laughs> it just went everywhere. And then recently we had, um, I was in Denmark doing an Instagram live and he just jumped on and we're just driving. I'm just driving on a two of us through Denmark and Tim's just commentating. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah,
1: no, he's a cool dude. It's, um, I
0: think it's good to have characters like that. Our market doesn't have a shortage of them either. Yeah. Um. So, do you um buy or hire... Like, if you needed a dingo or an excavator, like, do you have your own machines? i uh, got a 1.8-tonne cat excavator. Yep.
1: With all, like, the attachments. And it me. just got
0: to the point where it made sense that you needed one. Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, I had a bobcat, full-size bobcat, and I had a, another truck, a bit of a bigger truck. Yep. Um. But there wasn't enough use for it.
0: Yep. I was going to say, with three guys, it doesn't sound like...
1: Oh, I had six then. Okay, and um, so
0: is this? Was, did you drop your staff numbers around the same time that you cleared and decided to start doing cartwheels in the front yard? Was that? What <laughs> did that kind of happen?
1: Um, no, I bought my second truck, man. Yep. So you wanted to have two trucks.
0: Oh, so you were, you were like, let's get bigger.
1: Yeah. So. There's a little bit to it. Like I had an accident. in. I had a larger truck first. Yep. So not big truck. It's a three and a half tonner. Yep. Canter. a like yep. 2013 model or whatever. Yep. I bought that new because I was going to kill myself in that diner yep. that I was driving. As the in the boss. brakes or the... the something was going to go. Yeah. Right, it was a yep. joke. Yeah. Like, I come down to t- T-section. <laughs> no stopping. So I just have to keep going and, and turn. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nah, this is... <laughs> I I'm shouldn't... I shouldn't... <laughs> like. I'm like, this is enough. Like I've yep. got enough stress going on. Yep so that's when i financed my first truck that was yep. a um, brand new fuso 715 yep. cancer three and a half tonner yep um and then yeah had that for a couple of years then i bought a bobcat a full-size bobcat because yep. i had about 400 ton with a moss rock to put in on a couple of jobs okay so i was like yeah this is a good time to buy a machine yep makes sense because i need about a month yeah of work. so you yeah okay, i know yeah so three you know yep so, say it's 20 25 days hmm. 300 bucks a day for a machine or if you're paying yeah. 7 and a half grand or, that's it, it's a good, or whatever good chip off the, yeah. the loan yep so I got a second hand bobcat but it was really good condition yep um and I used it for those jobs it was awesome used it for any other and jobs and you were driving yep and you were riding a bobcat with your back yep yep um so better than being on a shovel a lot yeah. of the time yep these days I don't really go on a Yep. just because the bigger machines are pretty good. That one was pretty good; I had ride yep. control and everything. But a lot of the time now we're just hiring smaller machines, and yep. it's like d- 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 d-. And your back just <laughs> no. <going bang> <laughs> like bang this. Bang bang yeah. Bang bang. yeah, so yeah, I, I still do it sometimes just because I like operating machines, yeah. and I'm I've done a lot it's of it. Just the boy in you, you just yeah, in the dirt, and I know I can do it quicker and yep. or if it's, to- it's a specialist perfect. cut or whatever, yeah. So you still you don't have that Bobcat anymore? No, so I sold the Bobcat because I had then um, I had heaps more jobs I needed excavators for coming up. Yeah, okay. And even in between, I had other jobs where I had to keep hiring 1, 1.8 ton excavators. Yep. And I was like, look, probably um, a better machine for me to have. Yep. So I sold the Bobcat, bought the excavator, all the attachments. Yep. And then I've had that for a couple of years. That new as well,
0: and then just hire as you need with kind of less, yeah, kind of those random things that you just, yeah, no point owning.
1: It's re- I sold the bigger truck when I um, I downsized a little bit, and now I've just got a still a canter, but it's a three tonner, yep, and it's a narrower and shorter, and it's, it's a bit smaller, yep. You can pretty much put five ton in the three and a half tonner, i mean you can only put like three and a half in the three tonner. yep but you can have it on a car license okay but we have it on a truck license still yep but so it's just that and the excavator a couple of trailers and a single cab ute.
0: and operate all out of home yep is that challenging or you prefer that because it means you can meet your guys and still be home
1: well i've got enough room and it just works and keeps the overhead low because yep. um yeah, well, a whole nother
0: warehouse. I mean, we—I we, know very much how much warehouses are now because we're yeah. looking, especially over your way. Yeah, um, you know, three hundred sure. square meters is going to cost you twelve grand, fifteen grand a year. Yeah, if you can, and you need that as a minimum if you, with all the stuff you've described. Yeah, and then it adds complexities if you've got staff with access to warehouses, and not—it depends on how much you. Have risk with that, which you sound like you don't. Yeah. But then you, if you're leaving home at six thirty and your kids are all still asleep inside or whatever, it doesn't work. So it yeah. sounds like it, it works. So do you think you'll keep it? And,
1: and if I'm f- not, if I'm not going out to sight, but I want to talk to him in the morning, yeah. that means I have to leave home at yeah. six, yeah. go down there, meet there, talk yeah. to him, come home. It's take yeah. me two hours yeah. to have a twenty. Because other stuff happens,
0: and then. Yeah, I know. And the client wants to talk to you for 40 minutes. And...
1: Yeah. So
0: do you think you'll keep the business at the size it's at now? Does it feel like it's just... At the
1: moment, yeah, it's yep. really good. Yep. Um, you're enjoying it. Guys are doing an awesome job. Yep. And um, I mostly do the machine work, yep. earthworks. So I still do that. So, oh, so this enables 50. you to live
0: a bit more of a flexible life?
1: Yeah. Maybe. And that's what I like about running it from home is it's... It just feels like you have a lot of freedom. Yep. Uh, commercial leases is five years. Yeah. Um, you're locking into that. Yep. That's um, a good sign. Tell them to get stuff signed. Not something. that I have a plan to shut down or anything. No, no, no. I know what you mean. Though. But, but it I mean, just feels.
0: It, it was daunting for me to sign up this building. We signed a two-year lease here. Yep. And at the time, I was like, far out. This. I mean, we'd already traded, but when we signed our first building, I was like, this is. We have to pay fifty-five grand a year to these guy for two years minimum. Yeah. If it doesn't work. We're still on the hook for one hundred and ten. Yeah. So I know what you mean. Um, but then it got to the point where I'm like, I now, this building here, I'm like, I'd like to sign a 20-year lease, please. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to lose this building. You've established it and you know. You know, and people know the location. I mean, you look at the car park now, it's full. And then yeah. what if we weren't able to be here in two years? So um, it's
1: interesting, I guess. Um, so that's one of the things, and I think that's one of the things that people don't spend enough time on is figuring out, why they're doing what they're doing. Well, that's what I was about it's to say. It's not like, oh, that company's... Oh, look, that's really cool. They started up... They've got their own shed. That's that's an awesome setup. Yeah, I'm, well, like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then they just go and do it. Yeah. And it's like... Now they have to make an extra 20 grand a year. Yeah. Which is 20 grand straight out your profit. Yep. If you're already operating fine without that's it. That's right. It's not like a retail outlet... Where, where we have to have... It's yeah. going to produce you more money. Yeah. It's I really understand. just a convenience thing. Yeah. So if you're making... 60 grand a year comfortably and then you get a 20 grand a year shed you're yeah. only making 40 grand a year or you need to double or triple your or you need your somehow get more efficiency out of the guys so mm. you end up putting more pressure on your workers mm. or something we'll or hire more workers got to change
0: yeah you you just grow i mean i, I remember our rent being a percentage of our total t- turnover when it was like i mean the we our first year we turned over like I don't know four hundred grand or something. Yep. So when you're paying fifty five out of four hundred, it's a lot. But when you get to four yeah. or five million, yeah, fifty five thousand dollars is just so negligible. Yeah,
1: it's just definitely, you know. So yeah, um, but I, and I get what you're saying. We need that exactly. That's exactly the point. Mm. In that scenario, it's it's hundred percent. You effort. have to do
0: it. Whereas you're talking about why would you get a building just to be the same as Joe blogs on? Like, well, he's got one. I need mm. one too. You don't think people are having that conversation? with themselves they're just doing it because it makes sense because everyone else is doing it yeah
1: yeah. I think with our business it takes a long time to get unconsciously competent in what you're doing yep and so to get the guys all on the same page very reliably producing the results that you want takes a fair bit of effort and you to me it's very hard to develop that without being there Quite a bit at the start yep. to show them physically and and walk them through things yep. um, to get it done and and it's not just about doing the methods the same way it's about them understanding your thought processes yep. and how how you assess situations it's not just about what your standards are for thickness of rubble or whatever? Yeah, that that's, that stuff's that's like yeah, you're talking you can, about. You can just the, write down on That's fine. The emotional intelligence of the company. To me, that's not the real important bit about your business. so... No, I,
0: yeah, I get that. As
1: you're talking, I'm thinking
0: about my team and um, you know the guys that I know that have been here for a while. That have, yeah. that I, that some one a new staff member will do something, and the ones that know me will just be like, oh no. <laughs> Cause they know that it's, they know me so well. They're like, he's not, he's not going to be a fan of this. Yeah. (laughs) We we need to make this go away before he finds out. Yeah. I'm not too bad like that though. Um, The, I was going to, you mentioned you had a mentor at some point or a coach. Is that something that you still have or do you find mentorship inside other parts of your world?
1: Um, Probably find mentorship on podcasts and things like that. Um what are you listening to know. podcast wise at the moment? Um Listen to the Aubrey Marcus podcast. I like him. Um
0: I I've I've read On Your Days on your life. What
1: is it? His book? Uh, yeah, um On oh, the, day. Day. Yeah. the Day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and I've watched some of his stuff. He's a tripper man. Yeah. Basically get, good. get up have a glass of water, have some sex, <laughs> get your day started. I'm like, sounds like, makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously there's a lot more to it than that. No, nah, yeah, there's, that's pretty cool. There's lemon juice and salt as well.
1: Yeah. Apple cider vinegar. Uh,
0: what's avocados? What's that? Apple cider vinegar. Yeah, there you go. Just make sure you get the sex in as well. Yeah. Um, so he's got a podcast
1: as well, like a regular regular podcast. Amp. It's called MP. Yeah. Well, I guess that's Aubrey Marcus podcast. Yep. Um, so, how often is he putting the podcast out? Probably every week or something.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. His voice is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I could listen to him all like he's yeah. just, like got metaphors coming out of his ass. Yeah. Like. It's just you know, every- <laughs> sometimes it's too much. you like, I can just take it. Easy or you just and like, that's not even a real metaphor. You're just using. <laughs> what are you even saying? You're like, just making stuff up. <laughs> um yeah so is there no, a, no, i just like his way of thinking and it might you know resonate. what it's
0: and this is why the nlp thing appeals to me so much mm. i agree with most of the things he says i'm just unwilling to do them yeah <laughs> because i'm like oh we could couldn't we just get drunk instead yeah so yeah it's um it's interesting i haven't had a podcast i haven't had another like i listened to a lot of gary v and i'm kind of at the end of that and i've said yeah that i've a lot listened all of that as well obviously you've heard me say it before but even now like I've, i had a lot of free time yesterday yeah, um, I was home with the kids, so I was watching um, on YouTube a thing called London Real, which has he interviews a lot of guys. Who, and, yeah, but, I've seen a bit of that. As yeah, well. I really enjoyed that, and I was like, oh, "This is good. This is something new for me." But he was interview interviewing Rich Roll, yeah, the, the vegan ultra athlete. Yeah, and Rich Roll started talking about like his. Life and the shit he'd gone through. I'm like, oh god, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> not drinking as bad as him. Yeah, but yeah, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of but sense. That's cool insight. It's nice to see, to hear someone else that goes, you know, I was doing this, um, I was having troubles with this, and yeah. I'm like, oh, good
1: parallel, parallel, parallel. Yeah. Uh, oh, and now you're not. <laughs> <laughs> or you hear, st- you know, you hear um, stories of people that are so much. Like I was listening to one yesterday. Um, David Goggins, is it? Yep. And um, you know what he went through, and because I've just had my back surgery, and um, you know you get times where you sort of start feeling sorry for yourself. And like, this you is know. I'm the only
0: one that's going through this. No <laughs> yeah, one knows or, how. I'm.
1: Yeah, or like just you just, you just self talk, complaining to yourself. Yeah. Just oh, you know. Um, the other day, I was like. I had to get somewhere I was running late. And so I started running to get there. Um it was to my course actually. I had to run across this park. And then I stopped and I was like, Oh, I can't run. I was like, I just ran like but you're telling yourself you can't because run. Because of your back? Yeah. But I think because of all the you know, all the times where um it was like a twenty out of ten pain. Yeah. Um now, when it hurts a little bit, I think it's worse than it is. Yeah. And so, and yeah, I was listening to that um David Goggins, is that his name? I th- it's yeah, it's his name, it. I don't know how it's spelled. I, I haven't
0: watched any of his stuff, but I've heard him yeah, okay. in, in, in the
1: London Real. And he's talking about, he run this, he was basically fit, but not, not real cardio fit. Mm-hmm. And he decided to just commit to this 100K, 100 mile marathon, 24 hours. He did seventy miles and his feet were like you know, yeah, fractured yeah. stuff. He'd fractured his shins, yeah. like his shin splints, like he was pissing blood down his leg. <laughs> he'd shat himself. Jeez. He was sitting in a seat. He was like, no. Nah. Like he's like, Okay, I just need to go to that over there and get a drink or something. Couldn't even stand yeah. up. Like he was basically finished. Yeah. And he'd done 70 miles, he had, uh, he had 30 to go.
0: Which is, it's a, on a race on its own, 30 is
1: ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, basically, he he just got duct tape, wrapped it up tight around all his joints and stuff in his legs, and just did, he, he saw out the 30 miles and, and did it. He walked the first couple, and then someone said to him, you know, I think it was his wife said to him, you know, you're not going to make this time, you're not going to get it done, it's just too slow, you took 30 minutes to do one mile. Yeah. Um, and then he just did it. Oof. And it was like.
0: I'm just imagining, like, the tape <laughs> coming off and your feet coming off of yeah, the tape. Yeah,
1: and- because he'd been through, um, like Navy SEAL training. Okay, so he'd been through some heavy shit. So, and he went through the initial induction training, which is, I think, hell week, yep. which is five days or whatever yep. of excruciating Wing shit. Ring that bell. And, um,. He'd been through that already, so he knew what his mental strength was. But he said even that was like another level.
0: He thought his. I would be worried about my body, not like not having legs after it. Like, sorry, mate, you just did too much damage. We've cut you, taken your foot. Yeah.
1: Like, but they're the mental places. All they do, they've you've got these blocks in place, and then because I don't know different different things. I think some of those
0: blocks are in place to keep you from dying. Yeah. Yeah, Like and,
1: (laughs) but the truth is, we don't have a lot of actual life threatening things anymore. No. Comparatively to the but the our days. biology hasn't hasn't really caught up our mental biology, I don't think. yeah As in, or our neurology, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, so that's why sometimes the choice like somebody um, buys their parents buying the wrong laptop and they feel like they're gonna die yep. <laughs> yep. because you your body your, the connections are still the same as in it's a real threat life threatening because
0: well, everyone else has got an apple and if I don't have one then yeah well,
1: it you know, feels
0: like, like it feels like I'm dying
1: yeah. yeah um and it's just as real the emotion is just as real as the fact that you might actually be gonna, gonna yeah. be killed
0: and is that something that you cover to off to that
1: person and that's
0: well that's their their real because that's
1: your perception of and that's your emotion and I think
0: a lot of times we get caught up thinking about or saying that it's not fair for you to have that for you to be upset about that because there's other people that have worse things yeah, happening but in the reality it's your it's your reality at the time it's completely fair um I was talking to someone recently who's um the child's being diagnosed with cancer, and that and she was saying you know she'll have people come and visit her and they'll start <clears> complaining that they didn't get much sleep last night because the their baby's not sleeping and then they're like oh I'm so sorry I shouldn't be complaining like yeah you've got this and then my this person I was talking to she's like well that's your reality like if that's what you're dealing with I'm happy to listen like yeah just because I've got a worse doesn't negate the other no that's right so yeah.
1: um for sure
0: yeah, i think that's that's and i
1: think that's that's what we're told and that's why we bury that we bury that stuff yeah a lot because of the time. it's not a big enough problem for you to complain about because there's more stuff in the world yeah because that's what someone told you yeah but then that becomes a bigger problem doesn't it but somebody can be in the in a really bad circumstance but still feel fine yeah and somebody can be in a really good circumstance and feel like there's no reason to live
0: well I'm seeing that with this person that I'm describing like they've been handed a fucked card like the worst card and after an initial day of processing they're like okay now we just have to win Yep, and they're in a a headspace that I would have to actively work towards getting into. Yeah, you know, and they're like, "Well, that's what do we do? Like, this is what we do." So, um, is there I guess just to move completely away from how deep that was? Is there a favorite
1: <laughs> style of garden that that you like doing? Yeah. Um, I like I like gardens with a lot of life in them. Uh, like plants? natural stone, plants. Okay. So life
0: doesn't just have to be a a plant?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, m- mostly I'm, uh, I guess I do mean plants, yep. like plenty of garden. Yep. I don't like it overly structured, natural stone, natural elements. Yep. Um,
0: so you don't want I, it to be too sterile? Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. I don't mind concrete. Too much concrete I don't really like so, so much. So used,
0: used appropriately?
1: Yeah. Makes sense. Um, I don't know if i cover this. I like... It's changed over the years. um, As you've Yeah, I think so. I think you start off sort of um, liking what you think you should like. And and also when you're building gardens. When you start off building gardens, not designing them, you have a, a lot narrower scope of what you can do because you're just thinking about the construction of it. So it's more common that you're going to think square, straight, simple, this and that. So you don't have to cut the rounds. And I remember one of our
0: other clients did a landscape architecture at uni and he was saying that they encourage them to hand-draw their designs yep. first because otherwise they're more likely to change their design to suit their skill set in the yes, software. Yes, that's 100% it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I think that's the same. Okay. And as I've gotten older, I just and I guess more experienced I just like there's no specific thing I like really it's it's the vibe of balance yep. and I just kind of see it in my mind yep and you know there's it's just very subtle things that can change gardens big it's big time and
0: we were in Melbourne last week and saw a lot of the show gardens and the ones that I liked I couldn't explain why. Hundred percent. it's just the all of it joined
1: together <laughs> yeah and you're like I really like that and Sphere are really good working with. Yep. Um, they do they do, do a lot of planting in their, most of their jobs. That's a and partnership? To, yep. Carly and Jenny. Yep. Yeah.
0: So they I think they've been around. How long ago? Been their business will be older than yours,
1: I think. Older than my luxe. Yeah, I yeah. reckon maybe 10 years. Because I remember sure
0: they were. It was a while ago when we first. Oh no, how old's my son? So Jack's six. It would have been at least <coughs> eight or nine years ago. They, was, they were in a um, display. They had their first offices over on Glen Osmond Road. Yep. And after they left, I reckon my son had his six... His, when he was born, we had his naming day at that place. So that, I'm just trying to tie the timelines together. So um, it's interesting to have a two-person... I guess a partnership. I'm not a massive advocate for partnerships, but yeah. they, they obviously seem to be making it work.
1: <clears throat> yeah, they were, They got on well. They seem to have a good vibe together, good synergy. It's,
0: yeah. I, I think my... Um, my opinion of partnerships is probably a bit tainted
1: so yeah I think mine's been the same
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I can't I shouldn't talk because there's probably all these people that have got beautiful stories about partnerships yeah. and how
1: sometimes they're really useful so you can spread the load and well,
0: one of our suppliers um, I was talking they came and met with me the other day and he he's in charge of sales and marketing and the other partner is the managing director of the entire company they're a big company yep. and I was like why is that and he's like because he's like a savant with numbers yep. and I'm not yeah, and then I, and then I know this guy, and I'm like, and you just have this rapport with clients that no one yeah. understands. Like, yeah, I'm like well, perfect partnership.
1: Um, I think partnership will work if you've got complete transparency and communicate well with each yeah. other. I also think partnerships
0: work really well if you're making lots of money. Yeah, that's I a think good one too. It's if you're <laughs> if you're stressed about money. Well, yeah, it works. It's it's got less, I guess, less shit to do with I when we were in a partnership we weren't making much money mm-hmm. so everyone's looking over oh, the yeah. fence and they're like what are you doing and I'm like I'm fucking working my ass off what are you doing and then do you, you think start, it was
1: just about the money though or we had a massive difference in value structure yeah it was the values that yeah that did it yeah um, I didn't really know I, two things I didn't really and care the about the stresses of taking starting off a business yeah well, we'll and test out.
0: I've said it a few times before probably not in such a public forum but I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him yeah so I can't be too critical of the partnership because mm-hmm. he was the one that was really advocating for us, me to leave my job. Yep. He was like, you should, we could start this thing. You know a lot about it. Like it was yep. kind of like my, I guess I don't want to use the word muse, but like, <laughs> it was just like, yeah. you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really want to open up because this, this is, was opened and competes with my former employer. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And he was like, No, 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 you'll be good, you'll be good. And I'm like, I don't understand business. And he's like, That's right, I do. I'm like, I don't understand money. He's like, That's right, I do. Yeah. In the end, he didn't. <laughs> but it got oh, us. Fun. It yeah. got us running the race, and then we kind of, in line with my ready, fire, aim, which is one of the values, we kind of ping-ponged yep.
1: and,
0: and got it on the right track along the way. So yeah, that's cool. Um, do you have a, I guess, a quote or mantra that you kind of continuously go back to or live by?
1: At all. Um not really. Nothing. I think I'm always changing a lot. And, yeah. Um nothing specific. Not like Something I heard the other day that re- that I really like was um that your energy equals your changeability. Yep. And I thought that was really cool and that's a cool thing to remember. Because if you're running out of energy physically or emotionally whatever Mm. um it's going to be really hard for you to make changes because it's
0: easy just to continue with the status quo you just
1: yeah and then you just keep groundhog day in it it makes
0: so much sense especially to me at the moment i feel like i've got less energy than i've had for a long time yeah so you kind of just keep doing the same shit
1: yeah so So. everything feels harder um and you always need to change to adapt every day and to progress so if you don't have energy it's going to be really there's a lot of resistance there for you
0: yeah I, I, energy management is something that I've thought about a lot lately um, as you get older your body obviously struggles to process late nights and alcohol and yeah. bad food and lack of exercise and even I guess if you want to go deeper into the kind of spirituality of meditation and religion or whatever yeah, makes your energy levels good so I have to be more conscious of my energy management now. Yeah. I can't just,
1: you know what I mean? And it, it's the places where you think your energy is getting locked up. It's quite likely that that's not it at all. Yeah. As in, <laughs> so it's,
0: I think it's food.
1: Yeah. You think it's food and rest, yep. but it might be like stress, related. some to sort of emotion or, or belief that is very underlying. Mm. Um, but, you know, yeah, once you get to it, you sort of, it's like a light bulb. Yep. And then you go, whoa. Yep. And then you take a breath and you go, holy shit. I need uh, to make sure I protect that. Or or, or you, you know how to deal with it. Mm. Um, identifying it, having awareness of what's going on. Yep. The more clarity, the better, you know, so...
0: I think that's all my questions do you have anything that you got that you, like it's lux or you personally are working on at the moment that you want to talk about um with the nlp even is there is that something that you're, um, you're so i'm working?
1: taking on clients for nlp and um coaching so that
0: first i guess even for me who's i'm quite across a lot of stuff in mm. that in that world um nlp would be suitable for people that are looking to make a change in their life and they're not sure how to go about it? Yeah. Is that a good way to put
1: it? Or Yes. People um, that maybe aren't sh- completely sure <clears throat> where they're... People who don't know what they're doing anymore. Yeah. People who are confused. Um, people who know what they're doing, mm. but it's not what they want to be doing and they don't know why. It's something that's...
0: I guess I can only speak from a male standpoint, but I feel like it's something that men go through at multiple different times. Yep. I think when I turned 30, which is... with well, your 30 now? Yeah. Uh, you kind of like fuck. Is this am I anywhere near where I'm meant to be right now? And then I think after you have have kids, or you got this kind of clock ticking, and you kind of yep. like, is this where I'm meant to be now? You know, yeah. Like my oldest is about to turn six, and I'm like, what have I actually done in six years that you know? So you start questioning stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's becoming more and more recognised as an accepted, or I mean. Obviously, whenever new things come out, they get this amount of, um, doubt from the the general population, like it's voodoo or it's whatever. I guess NLP is not in that perceived space anymore. Do you feel? Um,
1: I think people are definitely more open to, I guess, like alternative therapies and things like that these days. Um, so yeah, a lot of people wouldn't have heard of it. Yep. Um, well, I've know, I've probably known about it for four or five years, and yeah. just haven't
0: really sought to dive into it at all. Yeah, yeah. But I guess for people when there's enough pain occurring in their life, you start looking. You start for looking for stuff. And you're like, okay, well, yeah. maybe I, I could do. If they want to change, exactly. Some if they people don't want to change. Some or? people love the pain.
1: <laughs> Go on with it. <laughs> That's I it. I mean, um, when you get fed up, or, or mm. whatever, or if you just want to be doing what you're doing better, mm. and you know you can do it better but you're not doing it. It's like the information that you have available isn't always what's important. It's about the way that you're thinking about things and the way that you're processing things. Yep. Um, and it's like with running businesses. To me, if you don't sort yourself out, your business isn't going to have a real strong direction no. because unless you know what you value you can't build it based on that mm. and then you can and then it might not just feel right because it's not aligning with your values so once you're clear on what your values are you can start to make every decision you make in business or in life based on what your values are mm. and then you end up with a lot less doubt in the end and a lot less regret because you knew why you did it
0: yeah and if it didn't work out, necessarily. And if it didn't work out, I was like, can't fine. Regret but it. I,
1: my intention was right because yeah. I knew this is what I was doing. I don't think there's enough of that happening. It's funny, and you probably would,
0: you might even have statistics on it, but like people spend more time, definitely would spend more time on Facebook or on Instagram than they would planning their life. Yep. You know,
1: Most people spend no time planning their life yeah. whatsoever. Mm. And especially like, you know, you've got a business and you think, oh, I've got to sit down and work this out. So you work out your business yeah. stuff but you don't actually work out yourself. Yeah, well, we do a lot of that, I, I do budgets,
0: KPIs, you know, I guess we even talk about the, like we wanna make sure we get a podcast a week or whatever, Yeah. but at no point of, and I guess I go to the gym, but at mo, no point has it been like, I don't know what KPIs you'd have as a human, you know? Yeah. Like happiness is, I guess is an ultimate KPI, but how do you measure that yeah. when it's when it, it's a feeling?
1: Yeah. You know? And. For someone like so me. You, you just figure out what that looks like to you. Yeah, if yeah. You think, okay. If you think about if you think about it long enough, you yep. can create an image of you being happy. Yep. And then you can f- figure out, you know, where you're at in that image and yep. what has to happen to create to, to um just work to create that reality for you.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's funny. I'm, I'm analysing it like I need to be happy at about ninety four percent. Like that's my that's my numbers brain. Because so I'm 94. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what well, if my body weights, I can measure my body weight. I can measure my heart yeah. rate. I can measure my hydration. I can measure measure my lungs capacity. Yeah. I want to measure my happiness. Yeah. <laughs> As a number, you know. But you can't. No, you can't. So it's hard for I guess people that.
1: But you'll be able to create a you'll be yeah, able to course. create a picture yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. But it has to be the genuine happiness because my automatic thought was just like I'd probably just be like. In a bar drinking beer and eating pizza. <laughs> I feel pretty happy at that time. But it's not... Yeah. It's that next level of happiness that we're talking about, that kind of... Um, how do you... No, what is the difference between happiness and and pleasure? Yeah. Because one's is pleasure and the other one's probably happiness. Yeah. So, we'd not see that. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. So, if people want to get in touch with you, um, you, you've got a separate Facebook page for the... the is it on your arm?
1: No, no. Um, it's um Envision. <laughs> yep. Personal Development and So coaching. we can link that
0: up underneath yeah. the podcast if anyone yep. wants to talk to you about that. That'd be on Instagram and, and Facebook. Yep. Um, so while you're there trolling Instagram, wondering what's going on with your life. And-
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 3
0: a.m. Hit Chris up. Drinking scotch and... Question yeah, If you're drinking Scotch properly, <laughs> you're not still like at 3 a.m. <laughs> so, thank you so much yeah. for coming in, man. No worries. Um, I Thanks. really appreciate it. <laughs>